In this episode of BTS, we talk about Map of the Soul, Persona. It's here. It's right now. Let's get into this. Ah! Let's get it. Yeah. So I can't even say we're back because I feel like I've never left BTS today. I don't know. We're back. I don't even know what day it is or like what my days are running together right now. I feel like it's the end of the year again. April 12th has been the longest day of my life. (laughs) Well, but in a good way. In a good way. It's almost over, and this was, guess what, our first official BTS comeback. And we are barely alive to tell the story. <laughs> I'm oh running caffeine and no sleep, so. Yeah, and, like, yeah, I was, like, before Molly and I joined, like, I was feeling so energetic all day, and then all of a sudden I hit this wall, and it's, like, time to record a podcast. <laughs> I know earlier I was telling someone I was like yeah I'm not really that tired and then as soon as I got off of work I was like wait mm, I think I need a nap (laughs) man BTS does it to you it's adrenaline but it's it's a lot so okay let me put a little excitement in my voice because I am truly excited it's just it's been a long time that I've been excited sustained right so What are we talking about? We are talking about finally, when we say finally, that's kind of a little bit with like a tongue in cheek because we only got this announcement for the album like three, four weeks ago, five weeks ago of that. But finally, Map of the Soul persona has come out. Yay! Yay! I know. I feel like we've been waiting for this for so long and it's not been very long at all. It's been our whole lives, right? Right. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. But yeah, no, it feels like forever. I'm like, wow, we really went through it. But honestly, it was like three weeks. <laughs> right. Um, but it's just been a lot. I feel like a weathered army fan just because like the tickets for the concert and then the comeback in between and gearing up and the chalkboard from the persona video. <laughs> and now, you know, we're coming to you at like late in the day and so our days started very early in the wee hours of the night we've listened to the album several times we've watched the video but we'll, we'll get all into that that's what this episode's about so we hope that you're ready to army out with us for this episode because we're so excited to talk about this album everything yeah when erica introduced me to bts everything was out they were already on their love yourself tour idol had come out um the last love yourself album had come out so we we got to experience all the like the end of the year frenzy with all the award shows and performances and that stuff but as far as like new music and album and comeback and pictures and all of that stuff um this is our first like foray into that and into the k-pop world in general because we've talked multiple times that Neither of us had um, ever been introduced to K-pop before BTS either. And I don't know how you guys do it that that stand more than one group. Because I 
I can barely handle this. I don't know how you guys that listen to multiple K-pop groups and follow their comebacks and do all of that. Do this like multiple times a year with multiple groups. I applaud you for doing that. And you are a much stronger person <laughs> than I am. And Or maybe you live off of coffee or something. I don't know. But I'm really excited too. If I sound tired, it's because I am. But I'm also really, really excited <laughs> and sleep deprived. So I apologize in advance for anything that I might say in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I have no plan. Um, I thought I was going to come in super prepared notes the way that you are. And I have notes in my mind, but like, I don't know where we're going to end up. <laughs> we might make it to like track three and then it's done yeah yeah so uh it will be linked in the notes you can go to our website btspod.com b i can't even spell i was like gonna try to spell it out and i couldn't even do it but you can go to our website i'll link the episode that we talked about persona in there but we talked about it at length so we're gonna skip that and uh i guess what we're gonna get into is the first song we're gonna talk about was also the music video that they dropped at it was 2 a.m my time and 4 a.m my time so and it's called boy with love so tell me about what what was happening did you stay up to watch it how was it before it dropped what how how are you going into this Well, I was too excited to sleep. I ended up, I was reading a book until maybe 1130. I was like, okay, I still wasn't tired, but I was going to try to force myself to take a little nap. Um, And I set my alarm for 330, I think. So 325, give me a little time to get some coffee, get get awake, be ready for right at 4am. Well, I have a lovely friend in Australia who I had told a time to and time differences are ridiculous she's 13 hours ahead of me so i told her i was getting up at 3:30 well in her mind she was thinking 3:30 her time but i was thinking 3:30 my time so she facetimes me at 2:30 a.m. and i have like do not disturb on my phone but for some reason uh, she sent she was calling me through facebook messenger my phone started vibrating and it woke me up and I like, I grabbed my phone. I'm like, why is she calling me? I didn't answer her call. And I'm looking at the phone. I'm like, it's 2.30. And she, so then she starts messaging me, get up, get up, get up. It's like, wait, no, I have another hour. I was so disoriented. I'm like, why do I have to get up now? I have an extra hour to sleep. But then I got some really good news um, in an email. And we'll talk about that later. And so then I was, I was up. I was too excited. Um, then it kind of hit me. Oh, the comeback is here. So I got up, made some coffee, and just sat talking to friends until uh, until 4 a.m. I was really excited. It just there was I was staying off social media um, because I guess there were some spoilers about some of the songs um, for the album, but I, I was staying off social media, so that was um, kind of hard for me to like find other things to do other than like scrolling through Twitter and getting on Instagram and, you know, doing all that stuff. So I was kind of, it was kind of a private moment for me between the two 30 and four, which I really enjoyed because I could just kind of prepare myself for the album. And I I was in a group chat and, and was talking to a few other people, but it wasn't, it wasn't like constant. It was just like here and there, we were saying some things and then close to 4 a.m. we're all like, okay, bye, like bye until till we listen to all this stuff. Then 4 a.m. came and 
And then it was all over from there. What about you? <laughs> um, For me, my story is, I was going to try to stay up because it was 2 a.m. my time. So I felt like that was pretty reasonable, you know, time. And I'm kind of a night owl anyway. So I thought I would like make it till then easily. But I was wrong. <laughs> and, um, at about like maybe min 12.30, 1 a.m., or so I like started to fall asleep, but I had an alarm set. I had it for like 1:45, So like maybe midnight I started to go to sleep. And then like, so I am a deep sleeper. So my boyfriend, my alarm went off, but my boyfriend woke me up and he was like, Hey, you know, just so you know, like it's almost 2 AM. And I was just like, and, then he, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, also just so you know, the album is already up on iTunes. Cause like I, even though I um, pre-ordered it from Amazon, I knew that it wouldn't come until, like, way later in the day. So I was debating, well, one, I always knew I was going to get it off of iTunes just because I knew I could have it instantly. And I wanted to have it easily, like, on my phone digitally and everything like that. Um, so I knew I was going to buy it, um, but I wanted to listen to it after the video came out. So mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, later. <laughs> so I got myself together and enough time for the video to come on the screen and on. And then that's, that's basically what it was. So I, it's all a blur. So I guess we should talk about it and <laughs> everything. So the very first time that I watched it, honestly, it was like such a blur. So this is how I watched it. So I was like trying to like record on Marco Polo for you and record me but Marco Polo like changed their interface at least on my phone so I was also mm -hmm. struggling with that because I was like I need a filter on me but not on BTS <laughs> so I was trying to like switch between the two and I was like oh my gosh I look like you know Sasquatch now <laughs> and so then so I was missing like little pieces of the video because I was like fooling around with technology but I was trying to watch it and then like mostly I just watched with my mouth agape but occasionally I'd be like oh Oh, so in my very first viewing, if you've seen the video, you know that it kind of like goes from like moment to moment really quickly. There's just like so much going on. So I'd say in my first viewing, there are two things that stood out to me the most. One was Suga's part, his rap. And I was just like, yeah, that's my bias right there. Because <laughs> his part just was like what you know so good and then the second thing that I observed and noticed was I was like where's Halsey <laughs> I mean I saw her but I'm like I didn't hear her when they said they would be featuring her I thought like it was more as like a feature <laughs> not as like a background vocalist which I still like it so in my subsequent views I feel a little bit differently but that was my initial impression was like oh oh she's not really in this that's what my first thought was me too honestly um the colors stood out to me the most because I, I think yeah. it was kind of dark in my room and it was like it was 4 a.m so there's no light <laughs> um it was really dark in my room so it's like this bright pink just like hitting me in the face but then like the song kept going and I was so into it that it took me a while to realize that Halsey wasn't in it for a while and then towards the end I'm like oh there she is like when she comes into the video and I was trying to think back after I watched it the first time if I heard her ever before that and I was like no like I didn't even hear her in it but I, I just thought it was strange that it like you said that it says featuring Halsey and I, I kept thinking 
even after I listened to it, um, there's a part towards the end where she said like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, or something. And then uh, (laughs) I feel like she's going to go into like a verse, but she doesn't. Still, every time I listen to it, I'm like waiting for her to go into a verse, kind of like the Nicki Minaj um, idol version where she goes into her rap. Like I felt like maybe there at that point, Halsey was going to go into something and she never did. But yeah, that stood out to me too. And the colors, like that was my first. I have a ton of notes for everything else. Oh, and I do have one more thing that stood out. The very first thing. Um, so when it starts off and then Jin is like right in your face in that first verse, he's like walking down and he's staring at you with his little worldwide handsome stare. It's like, man, Jin, like he looks so good in it. And then also Jimin's vocals. Because he starts the song off, and I was just like, Jimin, you are an angel. Like, you, his voice is so great, and he just keeps getting better and better, I feel like. And um, there was so much going on the first time, but I watched it, I don't know, I think I watched it, like, three times in a row before I finally, like, comprehended a little bit of what was going on. (laughs) Yeah, well, my second view, I put down Marco Polo, (laughs) and I was like, I gotta just watch this. And then I think the funny side of me came out because I think what I try to do is just like make jokes. I don't know. That's probably a personal issue. Um, but <laughs> so when I was watching it the second time, I kind of had some some jokes. I uh, yeah. And who knows? I might pepper them out through here. But um, I actually didn't really notice Jen in that alley because I was busy watching RM thrusting in the back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like my a- gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I just like screamed into the phone. That part honestly took me a few times to watch or like to notice. And all I noticed was because Jimin and RM are on the ends. Now that's like all I see. Like I take a quick glance at Jin in the front and then I like look behind him at that dance move. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Oh, also something I noticed the first time and I was like, you know, Jimin is not a good lip syncer. <laughs> He, like, doesn't even need to bother opening his mouth and, like, (laughs) moving it. Because it's, like, just, I don't feel like he, like, tries. He's just, like, I'm just going to be here. And some words I'm going to say and some words I'm not. So I thought that was, like, cute. Because he is just, like, whatever. (laughs) I'm going to have to pay attention to that when I watch. Because I didn't notice that at all. So, yeah. I guess let's just, like, kind of walk our way through the video um, the first scene when they're like wearing the pink, I love all the hues of pink. I love their and fashion. I like the opening where it's got those DNA vibes with with V. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he he like turns his head and does his little thing like he does in the beginning of DNA. Um, that's a good look for him. That blue hair, and I think he has the blue contacts in. Um, it looks really good with the pink. The, the stylist did a really good job. Um, in this video, I think with everything, with the yeah. hair color, matching it with the with the suits and everything, and I feel like that's what a music video is supposed to be. It's you're supposed to enjoy the song, obviously, but it's a visual. And if like if you don't enjoy the visuals of it, then what's the point in having the music video? And I think the opening scene and yeah, the pink it just like grabs your eye right away and makes you want to continue like to watch it. I yeah, I like how all of the pink, all of the like styles are like cohesive but like also individual like each of the guys personalities are in it so like I really appreciate that so then like the next 
outfit change is when they go into that like kind of room that's like I don't know a corner of a room <laughs> this is a bad description <laughs> but when Jungkook's wearing the all white and I love this mm-hmm. scene um, I love the dance moves in the scene when uh, Hobie and Jimin come in and like that's my favorite part like yes. I'm going to be doing that at the concert yes. just chicken leg I- chicken leg (laughs) I was trying to do it at work today and I was like uh there's no way I'm gonna do this and I've talked before about how I try to like how I try and attempt to do BTS dances and I was thinking today that I can't wait for this um dance crew that I follow on YouTube to um put out a choreography um for this and just to try to watch myself attempt this does all the choreography give you like an 80s vibe yeah so like this sort of choreography or I guess all of it sort of does. Um, but I, I love this. I love this little funky chicken without the arms and um, a little like uh, Charleston remixed. <laughs> yes. So it looks good. And like their outfits are really good. These, so these are the outfits. I told Molly about this earlier. I was like, when we saw the teaser, we didn't do an episode or anything about it, but we talked about it. And when Molly and I were talking about this initially, I feel like I got TXT vibes from it. Just from, like, the crown video, I felt like the coloring, too, was, like, very similar with, like, the pastels and, like, kind of, like, the 80s look. Like, you're saying, like, the the jeans, the kind of not super high-waisted jeans, but kind of more high-waisted. Mm-hmm. This is very reminiscent of that kind of vibe and the bubblegum pop vibe of the song also made me think of TXT too. I know that TXT is more derivative of BTS than the other way around. It's just like the order of how these songs came out. But it kind of really gave me that same vibe that mm-hmm. we saw in that. Like at least this scene did. I mean they're both very like poppy catchy songs and I know we had said Crown. I think it was Crown. That seems like a very like summertime poppy song. Um the song is too like it's it's very catchy. I it, the chorus has been in my head all day. Oh my when I've been listening to the album and then watching the music video I've been flip-flopping so I'm getting double of Boy With Love so that song's been in my head all day and and I love it it's been great um but yeah so I've I got a little bit of TXT vibes too um Jungkook, Jimin, and Hobie I love the three J's when they all date when they dance together and that was a good scene and those those white suits them in all white is just a good look so Yes, indeed. And also, like, this part when they're, like, in the diner also makes me, like, first of all, they made, like, 80s acid wash dad jeans, like, look real good. Like, it's Uh like, wow. They look like a dream come true, like, Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris, (laughs) dream come true, my first, like, crush ever. Um, That's an old reference for all you other kids, uh, I guess, you know, Google it. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Your life will change. Anyway, um, and also this scene made me really want to see the choreography, like the way that they do it on their dance rehearsal videos. Like I want to just see the straight up choreography for this. I'm really hoping they do this at the concerts and we get to see this live. And yeah, I it actually hit me. It took a while. As I said, I'm sleep deprived. It took me maybe like half of the day for that to hit me that, oh new choreography means dance practice videos and that I would love to see this whole thing. Cause I think like you said, when it switches so fast between scenes, um, there was 
one scene, I was like really into the choreography and then it switched. And I was like, wait, I was watching that and I wanted to see it complete. Um, but then they go to the next scene. So that'll yeah, be it's, fine. It's so fast. And it's a testament to how many times I've watched this video because now I like know what happens in the scenes. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's not a big deal. Or this happens, this happens. But when I first watched it, I was like, uh, what did I just see? It's kind of like... <laughs> You know, like those, you've, you've seen them on Twitter. You've actually told me about them or on Instagram where they have these GIFs that go like really fast and then you're supposed to like mm-hmm. screenshot and save a part of it. I feel like that's the video. It's like, done. It's like, what did I just watch? I don't know. That's a really good comparison. And I don't know if you did this too, but like for me, I watched it a few times and then I was like, okay, now I have to go back and watch it focusing on a separate member. So. So I went through and actually I'm not through my watches yet. Like, um, I mean, I've watched it since then, but then like, I wasn't like concentrating on my order, but I've gone through every single member, except I went in order of my, like, this sounds so bad, but like my seventh favorite bias to my first favorite bias. (laughs) And so I haven't, focus purely on sugar I've seen him obviously throughout the video and other watches but like I've been kind of going through in that order of like watching and focusing on everybody and you know rewinding a little bit and watching again so um I have to like focus purely on uh Yungi, but <laughs> I haven't done it yet that's so smart to have seven members because you just have to do everything seven times like I and this video, by the way, is going to break records. It's already up as of the time of this record. It already did. It's pretty much at 56 million right now as we speak. And probably when we're done with this episode, it'll be at like 70. <laughs> oh, it's at 50. Okay, so we were. It's at 57 oh million. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah, Hannah just texted like three minutes I ago. I just put on this video in the background like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. No, it's at 57,010,090. Oh, yep. I got it. Okay. That's the view I'm on now. I Yep. So we broke the record. Again. But they're going, like, and I actually appreciate this about BTS fans and myself, because I'm a part of that. <laughs> so I appreciate this about myself, love myself, is that we're not just trying to break a record that'll be broken in, like, three days at the next one. It's like, okay, let's obliterate this record. Mm-hmm. And so... So that, like, it will stand in history. And honestly, like, for instance, the NSYNC record, I know, I bring them up every episode, and I'm going to bring them up a lot this episode for a lot of reasons. But they had the record for the fastest-selling album and they, for the first day sales for, like, maybe up until now. Anyway, <laughs> it was a long-standing record. That's, like, 20 years, right? Um, obviously, I think this record might, in the U.S., might be different obviously and part of that was a concerted effort or that was like a non-concerted concentrated effort on the part of NSYNC fans to make sure that they had a record and it's one that stayed in the books and throughout history for a very long time so I feel like with this it's like oh let's set a real record let's make one that's like going to be almost impossible for anyone to like catch up to you know Mm -hmm. and I think we're gonna get there I've been really impressed because I think the original goals with that like thing that was going around like social media was like try to get 65 million and I think that's definitely going to happen I do too yay I think I have about a million of my own uh, I know (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but anyway, um, watching it. So like if Army are watching this at least seven times each, then you have that. Which, by the way, um, I want to put something, some information, drop some information for people. So yesterday before all this came out, Adblock Plus was on um, Twitter talking about how you can get the views to count because in the past armies have been really angry. They're like, my views aren't counting. Or like, we know we have more views than this. Why isn't this counting? But they were wondering like, why are these views not counting? Well, they said like, you can't just put it on repeat. You can't just put on repeat and leave because like that signifies that like you're a bot. They want to know that you're actually interacting with the platform that you're a human. So they're saying like, if you're going to do it, watch the video in full, then watch like another video in full. That's not that same video. Watch like another music video or a reaction or something like that, and then come back and watch it again in order for the views to count. So I think part of the reason that this is also going so fast in comparison is because in the past, Army were watching it on repeat and they weren't like counting mm-hmm. you know but now right. they now that we know how it works it's like oh okay so we're using a strategy that actually again it's we're still watching them but we're using a strategy that actually is like counting for something also right now on youtube it's number two trending and i was like what how is this number two how are you getting like three million four or five million views an hour and you're only number two right (laughs) but apparently just recently the star wars uh teaser came out so yeah we were number one even right after it came out and then like a couple hours after it came out it bumped down to number two so the album was released way before the trailer came out so we got obviously got it up to number one then the trailer came out and i think we'll maybe get it back to number one trending but i mean it's been 14 hours already so <laughs> that it's been out and it stayed at the top back to this video so this video uh has a lot of references references towards a uh, singing in the rain have you ever seen singing in the rain I've never seen the movie completely. I've seen like the iconic scenes and the, you know, singing in the rain rain title song, but I haven't seen the actual movie. You should, you should watch it. Um, My mom loves musicals and she got me into musicals and older movies and it's, it's great. Um, And there's a lot of people, this is one thing for me with ARMY, like I, didn't even notice in the people found this in the teaser i still didn't even notice realize if i noticed watching the music video the hundreds of times that i've watched it there's actual pictures like in the background that are of the singing in the rain poster and how people are catching like those little minutiae details um in like a 20 second teaser and i'm watching you know the four minute long video and not even catching these details but the the whole scene with um, Namjoon at the end, or like towards the end when he comes in, that starts off the whole homage to Singing in the Rain. And I love it. It was this Broadway feel. And we've talked about like, I would love to see like a full on like BTS movie. A BTS Broadway play would be the best thing ever. And what was it? Oh, the magic shop when they look like the Newsies. And their little outfits and everybody's like okay broadway bts and then they have singing in the rain and i don't know if you i'm sure you did notice but i didn't notice the first time uh when rm's up on stage and it has all the big like neon signs those are actually all of their um 
albums, right? Albums. Yeah. And I didn't notice that the first time. It took me a couple times to even pay attention to that because I was focused on uh, Nemjoon in that white suit and that hat and giving off those Rat Pack vibes. And I could see him up there with like Frank Riot. Yeah. Oh, I love Broadway stuff and musicals and um, and Singing in the Rain. So I thoroughly enjoyed um, the whole scene of them doing that and the dancing choreography. And when they're up on the stage, I like that choreography too, when they all get up on the stage and are doing that. Um, mm-hmm. my, my, my. Yeah, I love like the, there's just a lot of crazy leg movements and I love it, but not crazy like DNA, but like still fun. Um, oh, what I was going to say though about the singing in the rain references, I saw on Twitter and I'll have to put it in the show notes. I saw that people said like even before that part with RM, there are other references like when Jin's swinging from the poles, which sounds mm-hmm. scandalous, but that's not how I mean it. <laughs> um, swinging from the poles and one other scene, he doesn't have the umbrella, but that's like also back to it. And they just like kind of super, not super imposed, but they just kind of compare um, scenes from Singing in the Rain to other scenes in the video that are very like similar or taken from that inspiration. So I thought that's really cool. They're very referential. We love an intelligent, uh, cultured <laughs> group, right? <laughs> um, I loved it. Also, um, did you love the, you know, chicken little look that v was rocking <laughs> with the bow <laughs> i liked it it was no, so if, anyone else, if anyone else would have been wearing that then no but he pulls it off he's just said so he's such a model and um i feel like he can pull off almost any look and he's been doing this whole like 70s vibe lately so that's that's what i got from him was like a 70s vibe with his boa okay. and it was just fun. They just looked like they had so much fun in the music video. And some of the, like, some of their music videos are very intense because, like, the whole storyline and everything. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on. But this just looked like so much fun. And that made me enjoy it even more because you could just tell that they were happy and enjoying it. It's new music, new choreography. It's different. Um, and they've been waiting to show this to people. And they just look like they were enjoying themselves so much. And I'm still not over it. I want to watch it again right now. (laughs) Yeah, I have it on in the background. Um, Not even for the streaming value, just to, like, kind of reference. But I just love it. And I think we need to also take the time to, like, point out Halsey. So I, even though she didn't have a prominent uh, feature on this in terms of the video, um, I did think that I did like her presence and I didn't notice her visually. And I liked her dancing with the guys. And honestly, Mm. I feel like because she is a BTS fan um I feel like she's the stand-in for all of our dreams coming true like I feel like I if I had like musical talent I'd be like Halsey and just try to be a musician so I can get to the level of success where I could be at the point that I could collaborate with (laughs) BTS that's the only reason why I do it be like um yeah like I have my own fans and I have my like hit albums and whatever but I'm really just doing this for BTS (laughs) That's the dream. But no, I, I enjoyed it too. They're, um, with K-pop, with a lot of the guy groups, you don't ever have like that female presence with backup dancers or female vocalists or anything like that. 
but you do get it mixed sometimes with some of the female groups. Some of them will have like male backup dancers and it just gives you that diversity a little bit. Um, and BTS doesn't really ever have that. And it's been nice to see with like some of their collaborations with like um, Yungi's collaboration with Lee Sora, um, just to, you know, they're different styles and um, to have her come in and add just that little element to the song. She did a great job keeping up with him. Like I couldn't keep up with them dancing. I practice their dances and I look like a potato trying to do their dances. And she's like in a music video that has <laughs> almost 60 million views and she's out there like holding her own. And I loved her. Her hair was like perfect. I love that color. It matched Jimin's perfect. Um, and there were some cute moments between them and um, between her and the boys and like she and RM high-fiving each other and she looked like she had a blast too on the set and you're right like we can live vicariously through her and say hey, yeah that was us we were on the couch high-fiving Namjoon and dancing looking into Jimin's eyes exactly this video was a fan fiction fantasy brought to life um <laughs> so that's fun I want to talk about the actual song on the album. So this is the second song on the album, and it's a little bit different than the actual video. It's quite a bit different. So I watched the video uh, maybe four or five times before I realized I was like, oh, wait, the album is out, too. So I got on Spotify and immediately downloaded it. Um, and actually, my friend from Australia FaceTimed me. Um, after she watched the video and we were freaking out. Um, and then I saw it on Spotify and I hung up on her. I was like, wait, I've got to go, I got to go listen to the album. So I hung up on her. Um, and immediately I started at Persona, even though, you know, I'd already heard it before, but I wanted to listen to it straight through. And then Boy With Love starts playing and then it's going. I'm like, oh yeah, same thing. And then I'm like, wait, this is a little bit different. As we said, like Halsey wasn't featured a ton in the music video, but in the actual song, she comes in in the very first chorus. So she is prominent throughout the whole song on the album, just not in the music video. And it really does make a big difference. I didn't think that it would, but it it really does. And I actually like the album version better, but I obviously like the Me music too. video because of the visuals. But I like the um, album version of the song better. Yeah, and when I listened to the album version, because, again, this is all happening, like, you know, who knows? Like, I went to sleep because I was like, okay, I want to listen to the album when I'm functioning a little bit better, So I think. Or did I just, I, you know what, I don't even know. <laughs> nope, no, I listened to the album after the video because the video got me pumped. Okay, so it was like about uh, 3 o'clock in the morning when I was listening to the album. So um, when I listened to it on the album for the first time, I was like, oh, you know, maybe I just didn't give her credit in the video because I'm like, I can hear her in the song. So maybe that's just me. So I thought my mind was just playing tricks on me initially. But then, you know, obviously I heard that it's two different versions, you know. But yeah, she's definitely more prominent in the song um, on the album. And I, and, and I like it. I like both, but I definitely like her. Like she does really come through on the mm -hmm. actual album. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, um, we had kind of been telling each other this a little bit and I don't know if we said it um talking about the music video um we were talking about how pop it was and how poppy it was and it's definitely more poppy than I expected um is we haven't really heard 
in a while, like a really, really poppy BTS song. Um, and that's kind of what drew me to them is that they're a little bit different than some of the other K-pop groups, but the song works and it's refreshing because it is different than their normal stuff. Um, but it was, I don't, I mean, I honestly don't know what I was expecting, um, but this wasn't really what I was expecting, but I love it. I don't know what I was expecting either. So something to disclose, not that this is like a secret or anything scandalous or whatever. Um, but what I decided to do is when I, and you, and you talked about this too, Molly, like having your own private time to listen to the album. I think it was good to listen to it alone too. And one thing that I did is I kind of recorded vo- voice memos after each song with like my impression. And it's very interesting, like to think about what my impressions were going through the album versus knowing it as a whole. And the thing about listening to Boy With Love is that, like, I couldn't just take it all on its own, right? Because the album just came out. So when you listen to it, you're like, is this indicative of the rest of the album? Is the whole album going to be super poppy? I wasn't expecting that. What are we in for? You know, so I was like a little bit, I don't want to say worried because I did like the song. But again, I just thought it was like very bubblegum poppy. And I was like, if all the other songs are going to be that way, I'm not sure how I'll feel about this if it's all Mm -hmm. the same. Um, Spoiler alert, all the songs are not the same. But when I was listening, that was kind of like, a concern of mine um and also I just couldn't just take the song as it was just because like there was the video with it as well as like this expectation of like what are these other songs going to be like what is this album and I was also taken aback because when I didn't know what the album was going to be in general before they announced anything about it and I was wondering if it was going to be more poppy then Persona the comeback trailer came out and then I was like oh this might be more hip hoppy like this might go mm-hmm. back to that so then I was really confused when the trailer came out for this or not confused but it sounded a lot like Euphoria and so I was like oh that's like more of a a real poppy song you know and so then when I saw the video, I was like, okay, this is pop. So is this their new sound? What, what's going on? But I still liked it. Let, let's not get it wrong. I still really loved and enjoyed it. But I was just like, this is just, is it all going to be super poppy? Yeah, that was my initial, like, as soon as I listened or watched the music video, that kind of set the tone for the rest of the album. Even though we'd already heard Persona, Boy With Love is so different from Persona. That I'm like, okay, now I don't know what's going on. But it immediately, I knew I was not going to get the song out of my head. The the chorus, as we've been saying over and over, <laughs> um, it's super catchy. And the beat is really catchy. And it just like, it's, it is so poppy. It's so upbeat. It just makes you really happy. And you actually get into what it means. And it is really happy. So, well, um, let's get into that, too. Let's talk about the lyrics, because... I have to say the very first time that I listened to the album, I just listened to it sonically and um, that actually, so just to talk a little bit about that before we go into everything that influenced my impressions versus knowing what the songs were about. And when I listened to the whole thing, I had a certain impression of the album, but I also knew and said in my voice memos (laughs) that I felt like, this album would be very conceptual and that the lyrics were going to play a big role in it. And when I spoke to Molly initially in the morning, just kind of talking about it, like, Oh, I listened to it, blah, blah, blah. 
she was like, oh, yeah, well, this album, you know, remember they said it's for the Army. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So when I went through and listened to it again and read the lyrics, it really kind of changed how I felt about it. Not completely. I still Mm -hmm. enjoy the album. But, you know, music and art is comprehensive. And this, especially with BTS, is meant to be that way. There's some music out there and some songs out there that are really just about how it sounds. You know, can you bust a move on the dance? I feel like an old lady saying that. But can you, like, break it down on the dance floor? That's all that matters, right? And it's very repetitive and there's no, like, real lyrical content. For BTS and this album in particular, that's not the case. They are it's 360. It's the visuals. It's the lyrics. It's the sounds. It's the meaning. It's the notes. It's everything like that. So like that all plays into the meaning behind this album and therefore the enjoyment of it. So you really have to, if you're one of those people who just listens to them and doesn't like look at their lyrics, I think you really need to look at the English translations or if you speak English or whatever your language is um, to really fully enjoy this album. I had the exact same feelings. Um, I wanted to listen to it sonically first because that's how I listened and found everything with BTS before I delved into getting to know what some of the songs meant. Um, And so that was always my plan going into it. And I honestly didn't think some of the translations would be up as fast as they were. Um, I wasn't even planning on until later in the day reading any of the lyrics, but whoever you people are that have been translating like as soon as the album dropped thank you for that um because pretty much after the my first listen to i was able to find a lot of the translations because as soon as i did listen to it and i felt how i did about some of the songs um i immediately wanted to know the translations of them but boy with love i kind of kind of got the gist of it just because this is the song that they've been promoting but when you delve into it a little bit. Um, if any of you guys aren't familiar, they have an older song um, called Boy in Love, and this one's called Boy with Love. So this is kind of a comparison. Um, Boy in Love was more about like schoolboy love and like childish love and young love. And then Boy with Love is about a deeper love. And uh, Nam June says it's about all the little things adding up this big great love is a compilation of all of these little things and uh if any of you guys have twitter or social media uh lately they've been trending a hashtag and it has been curious about army there's also this thing they do in korea it's uh mnet and they do an mm-hmm. mnet special and they do like a special stage and all the promos for that have also had that hashtag curious about army and so uh, we've been kind of wondering what it was going to be and like play off of. Well, it has to do with boy with love. The meaning behind that is that they're curious about what we do in our everyday lives from waking up, what we eat for breakfast, what kind of car we drive, where we work, what we're doing in our workday, because it's all of those little things that you do daily, your, your habits that make up who you are and create this greater love. Um, versus just like the superficial schoolboy love, like boy in love. I started thinking about that. And it's so true because you don't love someone, whether it's a parent, a friend, or, you know, in in a relationship, you don't love someone just for like one reason. You have all of these little reasons 
And some of them might sound trivial to someone else, like, oh, how they how they sleep at night or how they you think it's cute how they eat their food or that's with like romantic love or you love how like your parent does something or your sibling does something. And it's all these little things that add up to this person that you love and that you feel these feelings towards. And it's not just one big thing. It's all these little tiny collective things. I love that concept. And to just think about that and it made me love the song even more and gives it a different meaning other than just like this fun little pop song. It gives it more of a, of a special meaning. Definitely. And when I read it, when I finally went to go read the lyrics, I read it with the context of being about ARMY. Um, and I know that they've mentioned that, too. They're like, you know, this song, like on one of the interviews this morning, they were saying, like, this song, armies will get it. If you're ARMY, you'll understand it. And there are things that really make you think about that. Like, for instance, it opens with, I'm curious about everything. How's your day? And obviously, Molly said about the campaign, curious about ARMY. But if you go back to, like, even our episodes that we talked about with, like, Armypedia, or if you know about Armypedia, like, one of the things that they did at the big final, like, um, gathering was, like, they asked on there, like, how are you? What do you eat? They want to know all these mundane details. And they were doing that. And we were asking ourselves at that time, how does this link to the album? How does this go with this? We know that this means something. And so when they're talking about wanting to know these little things, it's not just in the context of like romantic love, but in the context of this collective love that this arm that the army has. And if you go through it, it also says like, I'm flying high in the sky with the two wings you gave me back then. Well, one of the things that BTS says, especially from their wings album is that like, that we give them wings or like um, there's like lyrics to, to this and like they have the song and everything like that. So it's referencing, you know, the past, like Armypedia was kind of hinting that they would, but it's also saying like, Hey, this song is for you. And this is how I'm letting you know, like there are hidden messages and hidden like references that are letting them, letting us know that they're speaking about us there's like there's just like a lot in there I recommend you going on to like genius.com and reading the lyrics because there's also like or the English translations because there's also annotations too that kind of give you the reference material for like where some lyrics come into it and like how other songs are referenced into it seeing that they're really making this album for us just really warmed my heart like I said and it just made me really happy and makes this that much more special and it makes me happy that we kind of came into the fandom around this time so that we can appreciate this and now is a good time to bring up you know both molly and i talked to different people online about bts and one of our favorite friends that we actually share in common um she and i both love in sync and she especially in reference to this song after this song she was like you know what you're gonna get this erica i am like I'm like in sync who I am so in love with BTS right now. She's like, when did in sync ever ask me how my day was? What makes me happy? And I was like, <laughs> I totally agree. And she's like, I'm in this deep BTS abyss and I'm falling and I love it. And I was like, you know what? I completely agree. I'm right there with you. And I'm like, the thing about this is like, I had a lot of hesitance hesitancy um, or hesitance saying that I liked BTS more than NSYNC but this album also and all their other music kind of confirms why I do because it's 360 with them it's deeper with them and one of the things is that like 
with NSYNC, I felt like their dream was getting famous, right? And making music and being this image that they said had in their head, their own persona, right? Whereas, like, I feel like the dream for BTS is us. We're their dream. And, like, we're such a huge part of why they keep going, why they do what they do. And we make them them and they make us us. You know what I mean? It's a two-way street. And I've never been a part of something like that without having even met or known them or spoken to them directly but it's this thing it's this thing that like army genuinely feels and so to know that they made an album for us and it's not just like oh we made an album for you but really when we want to go number one and we don't really care and here's a sick beat you know it's like no we made an album for you we love you we can't meet you all so here's how we're going to say what we want to say to you and we're going to put it in our music this album right here is for you and so like that just is like puts me in a much different place than I ever was with NSYNC you know it's great because it's not even just in one song it's not like oh here's an album for you oh yeah only one or two songs it's every single song there's references there's things that like you said RM said on the radio like army will get it if you're an army you will understand. And that's in every single song. And you can tell that the work they put into it and the love they put into it. Right before it came out, there were all these producers and writers and things tweeting like, oh, we, w- we got to work on the album after they uh, released a track list. And it started me thinking because of how many people were saying that they worked on this album and writing, like how involved were the guys in this album? Because we know in the past that they are all involved in it. Um, that Namjoon and Yoongi write a lot of the lyrics and all of that. But it seemed like this time there were so many people saying, oh, we wrote this song, we wrote this song. But on every single song, you have RM, Yoongi, and Hobie on almost every single song. Hobie's on six of the seven, um, and RM is on all seven, and Yoongi's on six of the seven. Mm-hmm. So they're so they're involved. Like They're the ones writing this. Um, even if there's people who initially wrote it, they go in and they rework some of the lyrics. They they change it and fix it to suit them and to suit their sound and to suit the message that they want to have. Um, so even though there were people that maybe initially wrote it or that helped write it, they all had a hand in it and a say in it. And they wrote these for us. And um, every every single song shows it. And it just as you were saying how how deep they are. The next song microcosmos is like (laughs) one of the deepest like who is going to write about like philosophy and astrology and in a song in a k-pop group and it's just like people don't do that here that they don't write stuff like that and lyrics that go back to ancient greece and philosophy and it's crazy to me that BTS even exists, but um, what did you what did you think of Microcosmos? Okay, so I want to get into that in a second, but one other thing I wanted to say was another reason why they kind of eclipse. Um, speaking of Microcosmos, um, eclipse in sync for me is a reason that you said they're involved in all aspects of the song creation thing. So it really is an extension of who they are, not just like. You know, there are other groups out there. There's other K-pop groups out there. Um, 
I don't want to bring them too much into this conversation, but like, I feel like some of them are just like, kind of like cogs in a machine. Like, okay, here's a song. Here's a great beat. Here's a look. Here's a dance move. Go. And I feel like BTS is, it's more organic. Whatever we're experiencing is truly from them. And that's also why I feel like we're also like linked to them because this is like really, truly coming from their soul. So like we said, love cruxes like these are horcruxes splitting our souls collectively <laughs> in pieces okay so microcosmos <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to say it like a true um i think this is like the greek spelling of it honestly the very first time that I listened and I actually wish I kind of went back through my memos and maybe one day I'll share them with the audience because like those observations are very interesting but this wasn't my favorite song when I first listened to it hey guess what me neither (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is because like now I've listened to the album so much I was like what was I thinking? I don't even remember what my first impressions were or why. I know. But the I... the first time around, it was... I had originally told Erica I didn't want to have a list because with BTS, I'm like, I don't dislike any of their songs, but they're songs that I like more than other songs. And so I liked other songs on the album more than this song. I didn't dislike the song at all. I just liked other songs more. But the more I listen to it, and after I read the lyrics, I'm like, okay, I really like this song now. But yeah, my first impression, it was, it's just so different. It's a different sound than usual for them. It's very, I can't, I can't put a name or a word to it of like the, the sound that it is to me. Um, But it's just very different. It's not, it's not very BTS. So um, I guess I initially just was kind of thrown off. Um, yeah, but I enjoyed it. I just liked some of the other songs better. Yeah, like I really should go back and see what I said. I should have taken some written notes because like I have to like listen to it. But like, yeah, I think this was just so different. And as we said, after Boy With Love, we were already confused. And then this just confused me more. I was like, uh, what is happening? And it's very, like, I feel like adult contemporary, you know? Like, it's sort of chill, but, like, not like a, not like in the mono, RM's mono vibe. It's like a different kind of chill. It's, um, and it's almost like, okay, I know there's a song on the album called Jamais Vu, which means, like, the opposite of deja vu like oh something I'm unfamiliar with that I should be familiar with I feel like this is kind of like well I guess maybe it's more of like deja vu I don't really know I just feel like this is like I feel like this is like familiar without being familiar it's just like but not from BTS but like it's also still not the same as anything else I've ever heard yeah so what do you think made you like so you said you read the lyrics again and understanding what really made this song come around for you even more the concept of micro cosmos but what it means is like every person is their own universe and some of the the lyrics are talking about like seven billion people and and basically like the seven billion people that are on earth are each of their own universes And one of the lines, it says, the night view of seven billion living cities. 
And I just started picturing that of like each person picturing myself as a universe and as this like living city, basically, and this living creature that makes up, even though I'm like such a small, small part of a whole, I live my own life. I have these memories. Um, One of the other lines says something about like one history for 7 billion people. Like each person has a history. Each person is part of history, even though we're only this one small little tiny speck in this greater plan. We all can make an impact individually. And then there was actually, um, as Erica was saying on like the genius website, um, there was a quote from Plato. Uh, it says, music gives soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and charm to life and everything. Because I'd already been listening to the album and the way the music had made me feel, thinking about that quote and thinking that how long ago Plato lived and talking about how music can move people and make a difference and be that huge thing, be someone's wings to the mind and flight to the imagination and bring charm to the life and to everything. Sometimes I can feel like I'm insignificant, that I'm not good at anything, that there's always going to be someone better than me at something. And that's, that's part of life. But that doesn't mean that I don't matter, that I'm not a part of a greater whole. And this song just really kind of hit home for me with that. I'm reading the lyrics and realizing that there might be 7 billion people on this planet, but I matter. And I am a universe by myself. I am important. I am made up of all of these things. I'm needed in this universe. And it just... I don't know. I, I had been going through some things lately. And once I read the lyrics and, and was delving into a little bit more, it just kind of hit hit home for me. It, it made me appreciate the song even more. Yeah, I think there's a purity in the lyrics. So one of the things that we spoke about, especially in one of our earlier podcasts or some of our earlier podcasts, were the cultural differences between, you know, the Koreans and the Eastern world versus America and the Western world. Right. And in general, people in the Eastern world are more collective minded. You're thinking more about the other, about the group. And in the United States, especially you're thinking more about the individual. Who am I as a person? So these are questions that we ask from the very beginning. We can be anything we want to be. We're taught that we're very individually minded. Um, So for me, what I enjoy about a song like this and even just the comprehensive work of persona is the exploration of the individual and the self from a pure place, not from selfishness or like needing to stomp out someone else in order to, you know, get what you want, which is kind of like more of the American way of doing things. But like we're Mm -hmm. seeing it from people who are collective minded finding the value in being an individual and like, what is that? Because I know it's a different journey for someone who's in a society where there's a sense of, or not society, but a, a general overview of culture where there's a sense of erasure of your individual person. There can be beauty in individuality. And just like they're learning that on this journey that they're on, we're learning the beauty and being a part of a collective and like I said it's just like such a new feeling to realize like yeah we know that we maybe 
have this individuality, but to know that we're also like linked. And I, like I said, I've never felt this linked to like a group of people without knowing them. And this is not just BTS, but with like other army too. The fact that people who listen to the podcast and say like, they feel exactly like we do, or like, like, especially like, Again, I talk about NSYNC all the time, but to feel the same way and to go through this journey about like loving BTS just as much or even more when you didn't think that it would be possible and that people feel exactly the same way and to know that we're all connected in this like bigger universe, even though we all have our own like stories and worlds and identities going on. And I think it's very prevalent, especially in the army community where we're all kind of like separated by like location. We all are our own little stars in our own, you know, places, but we're connected through these links online and through the music that we have that kind of like runs through all of us and transcends, you know, location. So, a song like this is definitely like really cool to look at the lyrics and to see them on this journey to see how it gives meaning to someone like you who's like wow you know like I do matter and I think that even if you are from an individual society I think it's a good thing to hear because the ways that we matter traditionally in the United States is like through things like money status what you accomplish and I think it's important to know that like we matter regardless of that and that we matter and we're contributing to this overall bigger collective history and story of humanity so yeah this song gets pretty deep BTS, what are you doing to us? We are sleep deprived. We can't think about this right now. And can I just say, NSYNC had a song called Giddy Up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was also about the universe. No, it was not. But um, (laughs) hey, it's all right. BTS has a song called 21st Century Girl. So uh, they've grown a lot too. (laughs) I love that song so much. Okay. So. Uh, the light, the light and the dark, right? We need both. Okay, I'm I'm getting into my deep mode. Okay, so maybe we should go to the next song. <laughs> okay, so the next song on the album is Make It Right. What did you think of this one? So this one after Persona, Boy with Love, and then Microcosmos, I'm like bopping along, and then this song comes on. I'm like, oh, I like this beat. It reminds me of Wasted on Me a little bit. Oh. Yes, like the beat and just like the the beginning part of it. I'm like, man, I love that song. I love the beat. And I'm bopping along. And then about like a minute and a half into the song, I just started sobbing. And I cried the entire song. (laughs) The rest of the song. So this is what we were talking about, about listening to it sonically and then just like getting these raw emotions, um, just hearing just the part of make it right. I, I can make it right. I'll hold you tight. I just I started just getting all these feelings and it, it started bringing up all the bad breakup memories that I've had that I don't I haven't really been suppressing them. You, you think you're over something and then something happens or you see something or you hear something and it just brings memories up. And it started bringing up like 
bad breakup memories and I just started like sobbing, but it was good and bad because it was making me think that it was BTS singing to me that they wanted to make it right. That whatever is going on in my life right now, they want to be there. They want to hold me tight. They want to make it right. Once I got to the song, this was immediately my favorite out of the first four. How it made me feel, the beat, the the lyrics before I even read the lyrics. Um, I just, I loved the entire song as a whole. I was talking to one of our listeners on Instagram and she made a point. Um, of, it was like BTS making it right of how they came into all of our lives. Like we all talk collectively about how they came into our life when we needed them and they are coming into our lives and making it right and making things right for us. And this was my favorite um, line from it. it says this eternal night with no end in sight. It's you who gifted me the morning. Now, is it okay if I hold that hand? I just feel like that's BTS, like, singing to me and a message from them we've talked in length about you know dark times and whatever when we found bts and it was it was like that eternal night and you can't see that end but it was bts who gifted me the morning and brought that light and now they're wanting to hold my hand and make it right that was after I read the lyrics. And before I read the lyrics, I was like, man, I love this song. And then after, I just, I cry every time I hear the song now. I just love it so much. And it's it's happy tears. It's not sad tears. Um, it's, it's happy tears. This is what BTS has brought into my life and the friendships. And as we've said this entire podcast already, it's just such a different experience than I've ever had before with anything, not just music, but in any kind of hobby or fandom or friendship or anything it's just such a different experience and the song is kind of represents that for me dang that's deep um (laughs) yeah well there's a lot of layers to this and to unpack even with your reaction um on first surface like listen this jumped out to me right away and I really liked it because again with microcosmos and even um boy with love they were a little different than I was expecting so when we got to this song I was like okay this song had a nice groove it had a nice sweet beat like a sitting in a sitting in the pocket um it was just really good I just love the vibe of this it was just like a nice mixture of just everything But like you said, um, with the lyrics, like even when I read the lyrics, it wasn't actually until you were saying it now that it was like actually making me emotional because I don't really think I thought of myself in reference to it. I mean, I know I did, but like once you started going into the details about like, again, how we the timing that when we found them, you know, I think all of us have our own paths in life and we all, you know, have maybe a greater mission, a greater purpose and everything like that. And I really do honestly believe that BTS kind of somewhere in the universe and life with God, whatever you believe, you know, um, said like they wanted their purpose to be helping people through art, through hard times. And if you look at big hits, it's, you know, music and art for healing, you know, and I definitely think they do that. And when you kind of were saying how much like these words like really meant to you and how they made you so emotional, it kind of made me think about how like 
I've gone through something that I never thought I would go through. And it's something that I've feared my whole life, um, especially being an only child and being raised by a single mom to lose my mom. It's not something I ever thought I would be able to survive. And obviously I have like support from friends and from my significant other and things like that. But something that's made this part of the journey, like something bright to look forward to has been BTS. So I do think that they're very much serving their purpose and making it better, you know, you know, to give hope to people who have gone through things. And we talked about this before, about if you're in a struggle or something like that's kind of really the type of person who really, or at least that stage in your life that you gravitate and you're ready and open for BTS. But I feel like this song is like them kind of like letting us know that like, that's the purpose they want to serve. That's the purpose that they've always had like this intention of serving. And they're just like putting it out there. Like, it's okay to come to us for this because we want you to, this is who we want to be to you in your lives. And conversely, maybe we also in our own way do that for them too. So I feel like they kind of like say that in some of their lyrics. Yeah. Also worth mentioning, this is that Ed Sheeran collaboration that Yoongi teased. It feels like months and months ago, which I think <laughs> actually, but this is that song and it definitely had Ed Sheeran vibes. She was very, it reminded me of kind of like John Mayer, Ed Sheeran playing a guitar in a coffee shop, kind of. That's what I initially thought of it um, when it very first started playing and the beat behind it and everything. As with all BTS songs, we've come to find out it does have a deeper meaning in it. And it's interesting that it does bring out so many different feelings and that, you know, everyone that I've talked to, honestly, about it, this has been in everyone's top three. Most everyone has been like, oh, what's your favorite? And I'm like, I don't really have a favorite. Like, I can't pick. And I'm like, well, what's yours? And everyone has like a different three but the same on all of them has been this song. So I'm interested to know what it is for all of you guys that I know that I've already talked to. And those of you that I haven't talked to or we haven't talked to, what makes this song special for you? Because that's been kind of the the collective song everyone's liked so far. Um, so I want to know if it was the beat or the lyrics or how it made you feel or what. This has been such a different experience they've brought out different emotions each time. So I, I just think there's no, no other music that's ever done that for me. Yes. BTS is amazing. And also we have to talk about this J-Hope verse with him singing. So when I was listening to the song, like I know all their voices, I can distinguish their voices, you know? And so whenever I listen to a song, even before, you know, before this, I'm like, Oh, you know, Jungkook, okay, Jimin, okay, Jin, you know, V. So when we got to like around verse five, as it's as it is, I'm like, whose voice is that? I'm like, I don't recognize it. And then all of a sudden, a little bit into it, you start to hear the, you know, the uh, raspiness of his voice. Yeah, the yeah, the J Hope, the Hobie, you know, little you know, stylistic yeah. thing on it. And I was like, oh my gosh! So I was like, really excited to hear him singing. I talk about this all the time, his vocals. Um, I love his voice. And he actually sings in a lot of their older songs. And he wasn't originally a rapper. Um, and then he had to learn to rap. And now he's 
one of the main rappers and the main dancer and choreographer. And then he's also a sub singer. So um, he's our multi-talented, wonderful person. I knew it was him right away, but that was just me. I'm trying to remember what song. I don't think I wrote it down. One of the songs, oh, it was actually the first one. It's obvious in the music video because you see them singing, but in Boy With Love, V actually has a really high part. And we're so used to him lately with his, like, his very interesting, very standout deep voice. But he sings, like, a really high part. And I thought it was Jin. But I was like, wait, no, in the music video, I'm pretty sure it was V. But then when I'm listening to it, I'm like, wait a second, that's, is that Jin? Is that V? And so it's really interesting that some of them kind of sound the same. And V's range is just, is really crazy how he can have such a deep voice and then he can actually have a really high angelic voice like Jin and Jungkook and Jimin. Mountains and valleys, he really is an alien. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go with that. (laughs) So this song, yeah, this is like one of my favorites of the album. And like you said, sounds like it's a lot of people's. Maybe I I doubt that they're going to release it as a single, as a single, but I think it would be one that could actually do pretty well here in the United Mm -hmm. States. So the next song on the album is HOME, all caps. So I guess in the K-pop community, when a track is all in caps, it's supposed to be the title track. So when Boy With Love came out, people were like, oh, that's really interesting that a collaboration song is going to be the title track. Even though Idol had a collaboration, they also had a version that was just them without Nicki Minaj. So, and Idol's in all caps. And then people are speculating, well, Mama, Hobie's solo song on the Wings album was in all caps. And when we got the track list, people were like, oh, well, maybe this home song is going to be the title song. Well, Big Hit confirmed that Boy With Love is a title track. Um, So it's very interesting that it is in all caps, but... This is the song that, um, other than Boy With Love, is one of the main songs that is, to me, feel like it's written to ARMY and for (laughs) ARMY. And um, I've been talking to a couple of people about this. And there was a spoiler about this one um, that, thankfully, I didn't see before it came out, that Home is kind of the opposite of Magic Shop. So for those of you not familiar with Magic Shop, Uh, Jungkook wrote Magic Shop, and it's meant to be about a safe space for ARMY. The Magic Shop is like a safe space for ARMY to come when they're feeling down or when they need just like respite from something or when they just want to go somewhere to feel comfortable, they can go to the Magic Shop. Home is supposed to be kind of like the opposite of Magic Shop with ARMY being the home for BTS. So that was like there was a spoiler going around about that before and I'm glad I didn't um see that because when I first listened to it I really enjoyed it and I liked the beat but I it wasn't on the top of my list until after I read the lyrics and listened to it more and more and more I really hope they perform this one live like this is one that I want to see and hear live I think that they will put a lot of emotion to it and I think because of what the lyrics represent that army will really enjoy the song too. I feel like I had um, a similar reaction. Like initially, I 
This wasn't like my favorite, but I'm trying to remember what my initial thoughts were. Again, I recorded it all and now I completely forgot what I thought. I think I was like, oh, this seems very R&B-ish. And um, I think what really stood out to me when I was just listening to it sonically was Jimin. I just thought this was like a very good song for Jimin. And I really felt like we got to hear him sing more than we do on other songs. Like he sings a lot, obviously, but like I feel like he got to sing continuously. So I thought that was very interesting. Um but like you said, the significance of this song just grows completely or doubles, triples when you listen to the lyrics where they're pretty much saying that like for BTS, home is where we are, where ARMY is. So they can go anywhere because there's ARMY all over the world and they can feel at home when they're with us. And I think that really that that's just that sweet, warm, fuzzy feeling. But I do think that this is a very this seems to be very authentic for them. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between like when they go to like, for instance, the Grammys, right. Versus performing a concert for army. You could see it in like the reaction that the Grammys are like their sense of nervousness or whatever. And then there's that reception when armies are around and it's just like, just so different. Like even when they go through the airports, like they are the happiest celebrities I've ever seen going through airports. Like they don't look like right? get out of my face instead they're like waving winking just giving love because they know that we're their family and I'm I'm glad you said that about uh the Grammys and like when armies around they seem to be more comfortable um there was a Bankton bomb they posted recently from the Grammys and in one part Jimin is practicing they all had English speaking parts that they practice for um, the interviews. I guess they got like interview questions in advance that these are what is going to be asked of you so they could prepare some stuff in English. Jimin seemed really, really nervous and Namjoon was trying to comfort him and, and say, No, you're doing a really good job. Like it makes sense what you're saying. And then he goes, You know what? Jimin says this. He's like, If, if I don't know what to say, I'm just going to say army. When they ask me a question, I'm just going to say army if I forget or if I don't know what to say, because that's a comfort to him. He's like, because that's what I know. That's a genuine reaction from him. You can see it in his face. Jimin especially is one that always talks about performing and how he misses army when he's not performing and how he feels really lonely when he's not on stage, because I, I feel like he has that crazy connection with army, even though. He can't meet every single person like he still feels connected. Like we talk about, like the dream soulmates and things. I feel like Jimin dreams about ARMY. It's refreshing to have a group that you love so much, love you back just as much. One line that really stood out to me, Yoongi's lines actually in all of them. When I started reading yeah. uh, the translations, his line, his his rap parts in almost every single song were what like hit the hardest. Um, but he actually we love a deep bias. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. He actually has a throwback to one of, I think, mine and Erica's favorite songs. One of our favorite lines. Big of his, dream. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yes. In No More Dream, uh, the big house, big cars, big rings. But then he talks about like he can still feel lonely even though he's achieved all of that. He used to want all that stuff. Now he has all of that stuff, but it can still feel lonely sometimes. But then he says, I keep remembering being at this forked road. You who recognize me, even when I had nothing, I could smile at the thought of you where you are. They talked about in the Love Yourself Soul DVD, the behind the scenes, 
they're like, why did ARMY even like us back then? They couldn't believe that they had fans. And they're like, you know what? These people have stayed with us since the beginning. We had nothing. And I'm going to get emotional <laughs> for them. They're like, we had nothing. And we still have these people supporting us from the very beginning. I could smile at the thought of you where you are. They can't be with us all the time. They can't be with every single ARMY. They can ask us these questions of what did you have for breakfast? What are you doing today? Where are you right now? And even if they only see like a handful of comments and and they don't even see like a picture of the person, they can just imagine that we're out here living our lives, supporting them, being with them, and they can still picture us as their comfort and their solace and they can be comfortable. There's another line. I should have written that down. Um, so something about when I'm with you, I'm comfortable and I can be comfortable. And that's mm -hmm. what you want when you're at home. You want to be comfortable. You want to be in your pajamas. You want to just veg out in front of the TV or curl up in your bed with a book and you want to be comfortable. That's what you think of when you think of being home and to know that that's how they think of us, that when they're, I'm getting emotional because we're going to be seeing them in person and we, I never thought this would be possible, but the song, I, I hope they perform it, but even if they don't, I will be thinking of this song the whole time because I'll be looking at them knowing that they are home. They feel at home right then and there on that stage, even though they're thousands and thousands of miles away from their actual home, they feel at home at that moment surrounded by us. That's just it's unprecedented. It's unheard of for one person to feel that way, but for a group of people to feel that way, they aren't in it for the money. They aren't in it for the fame. They aren't in it for the recognition. They could have put out this record to be a Grammy nominated record. They could have put it out. They have the talent. They could have said, you know what? We want that recognition. There's a deadline for Grammy nominations. We need to get an album out that's going to be recognized but they didn't they put an album out for us as erica was saying earlier they put this out for their fans to thank us to give back to us because we're their home we're their comfort when they travel so much and when they're not at home when they're away from their homes more than they are at home but we're there for them as much as they are there for us Oh my gosh, there's so much to unpack with this song. I completely agree. Um, and this song brings up maybe two major thoughts that I'm thinking of. One is that idea of home being with a person or a group of people. I definitely relate that to that. Um, it actually makes me feel like nostalgic in a sense because when my boyfriend and I moved in together, um, I got this really big feeling Gosh, I'm getting emotional. Sorry. Oh, I do this like every episode. Um, I got this feeling of home. I remember we had been long distance the first year of our relationship, but we got along instantly. This kind of like mirrors the BTS thing, only obviously that's in a collective sense and a musical sense. But when we met, I was so surprised because like we just got along so well. Like it was I didn't have to try. I didn't have to like, oh, I'm being super witty or, oh, what do I look like or whatever. It just was that. And I just had never felt that comfortable with someone else like that instantly. So we had, you know, we were long distance for about a year. Then he came to move and to 
move in with me and live with me, which I didn't think I was going to move in with someone before I was like engaged or whatever, but that's a whole different story. Anyway, um, so when I opened the door after he packed up all of his things in his car and came to several states to move in with me, I opened the door and we hugged and I was just like, so this is what home feels like. The reason that was significant to me was because even through my childhood and growing up, like, I never felt, like, super rooted to a place. I felt like my whole life I was always searching for a place to feel like home, like a location, a place to feel like this is where I truly belong. I fit in here. I love it or whatever, you know. And I've had places I've really enjoyed, but nothing like that felt like that. And then when he was there, I, like, felt that. And I was like, oh, home is wherever you're at, you know? And that has only continued. And so when I listen to a song like this, I just feel like similar feelings. Um, And I know that they have that in a sense for us in terms of like just army of like feeling comfort. The other thing that this made me think about was if you are an introvert, and this goes into Myers-Briggs, my fave, (laughs) I think sometimes the difference between introverted and extroverted is like your level of comfort, especially with other people, with strangers and stuff like that, how you're drained or how you're energized by people. And sometimes people can be like, oh, how is this person an introvert if they're like very social? Sometimes when you're an introvert and you're around people you're truly comfortable around, you seem more extroverted because there's that feeling of home. There's that feeling of like, I can be myself. I can be vulnerable. I can let these layers down. And so it kind of reminded me of that, like kind of like maybe certain introverts feel around certain other people. They feel a sense of home when they're truly accepted and comfortable. And maybe that's just everybody. Like when you can feel that sense of like not being judged but just being embraced Mm -hmm. and that's what home is. And it's rarer than you would think in this world to find that. And when you do find that, it's just like a very beautiful feeling. And so the fact that they can find it all over the world with millions of people is really awesome. You know, they were talking on their radio show this morning that they were on how music transcends language. You know, they, they have a ton of fans in Korea but I feel like the majority of ARMY are international, don't speak their language. And I feel like that grows every day for us to feel this way, even before we even read the translations of the lyrics and to feel the emotion. And then we read the lyrics and we're like, okay, even though we don't understand the words every single time they're singing it because we don't understand Korean, we still get the meaning behind it and we know what it means. We don't need them to speak our language, to get the feeling and to to know how they feel about us and vice versa. They don't need us to speak Korean and to, to talk to them individually to know how we feel about them. We do that in our own ways. And it's and I'm I'm really grateful that I'm able to experience something like this. I never thought even, you know, 10 years ago that I could experience something like this with with music or a fandom and you know Harry Potter was like the closest thing I ever got to with like having some kind of community of collective people who shared a love for something that meant a lot to them 
you don't have the interaction with that like you do with BTS. We're able to feel like we know them. And I feel like they get a chance to feel like they know us. Like they might not have their individual social media accounts or they might, but they're still able to like get on and see the things we're saying and doing. And um, they do have fan cafe accounts, I think. Um, and they're able to see what we're doing and they can imagine what we're doing in our daily lives. And it's nothing like I've ever seen before. And I don't think it's something that can be replicated. No, like I, I've mentioned this a lot of other times, so maybe countless at this moment, but like, like I said, besides NSYNC, I've never really been a part of a fandom. And even that was like individual, like I love them and I had friends that love them too. And I knew it was a part of being an NSYNC fan, but it wasn't like this. And, you know, I always heard on the news about Rihanna's Navy and Ariana Grande's, um, I forget what hers are called, but, um, you know, Swifties, I'm sort of a semi Swiftie, but I still never felt like really like in that group, you know, like I never felt a part of a group or Beyonce's beehive. Like, I was like, okay, I get people are, like, into that, like, super big, but, like, I'm a loner when it comes to music, you know? And then BTS happened, and it's just, like, been a very different thing being, like, oh, I'm a part of that. Like, when they say ARMY, that's me. Like, I and I know it's me. Like, when BTS says it or when the media says it, when they talk about this group of, like, the strong of like millions of people or setting these records again or like whatever it is I know that they're talking about me and I know I'm in it but I also understand the group I understand like the dynamics I understand like the memes I understand like you know all of that so it's just really again it's not like anything else I've ever experienced to to be a part of a music group like this and to be honest they also reawakened something in me I loved music like again around the time of um you know high school middle school and even in college and then like after that like especially after I went to grad school and everything I kind of just like stopped liking music in the same way and I just never really listened to it it just really reawakened like this sense of joy in me and sense of wanting to put music to things I'm a very sing-songy person but I stopped being that way for a lot of years I was kind of depressed due to other things and so it's really nice to kind of reawaken this part with like again a group that I can be vulnerable with that I feel like truly cares um even if I know it seems like one-sided because they're not going to know that like me specifically I'm being vulnerable but you know like I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to explain, but I feel like other army get it. Just like they said, mm -hmm. other like army's going to get this when other people aren't. Yeah, that'll kind of go into my final thoughts of the whole album. So I'm not going to get into that now. Okay, so let's talk about the second to last track, Jamais Vu. I love ballad songs. This was initially my second favorite song. Maybe my really? first. Really? Yeah. It's it's so different because we haven't seen this like subunit together before. So we have Jin, Jungkook, and Hobie, and it's just the three of them. And usually when we have the subunits, we have the rap line and we have the vocal line. You don't really get a song that's just that's a mix of them. I thought initially just thought it was a beautiful song. The vocals, Jin getting the love he deserves, Hobie getting the love he deserves. I feel like the last album 
a lot of his rap lines were very small compared to um, Namjoon and Yoongi. Even if he did have some like vocal stuff and he's ad-libbing the whole time and he's like involved and he's, you know, in the front dancing and everything. Um, so for him to come out on this track or on this album in general and to have a, like, I just, I feel like he's featured a lot more in this album, um, but then to have a song, but I initially thought it was going to be his song because of the name of it. As we talked about earlier, it's kind of the opposite of deja vu being unfamiliar with something that should be familiar. And this song ties more into the storyline of the Bangtan universe. So we won't really get into that, but this, this song ties a lot more into the storyline. So it makes sense for Jin, Jungkook and Hobie to be featured. Um, so that's what I was hoping um, that it would be more of his song. Um, and it, and it was, and before I knew any of the lyrics, any, anything, I just thought it was a beautiful song. Jungkook has a beautiful voice anyway, but I was so happy for Jin to be able to, just let his talent come through and for Hobie as well. And it's still one of my top, my top songs because it's so different from the rest of the album too. Everything is a little more poppy and upbeat, even if like the lyrics as we've been talking about have a deeper meaning. Um, and then this song just slows everything down and it's very calming and soothing. And I think we have different, you and I have different, musical tastes in some things like I think we we obviously loved NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and things like that but I love the slower songs and that just kind of feature the vocals more yeah I don't know if it's my it was my top two I think it's it's definitely like my top four still but I don't think it's my top two anymore but it literally changes every time I listen to the album so that might change tonight (laughs) That's so funny. No, I agree with you in terms of like different tastes because my, see, I know I said I didn't really remember what I thought about certain, all the other songs that we were talking about, but I remember what I thought about this song. And the first time I listened to the album, this was my least favorite. And one of the things that I said was like, I was like, you know, I'm not really much of a ballad person. Like Mm -hmm. if I am, I only really like power ballads so you're talking about like Celine Dion you know crying on the floor you know like like really hitting those like super high powerful notes otherwise I you know tend to skip ballads um just in general like even with okay back to NSYNC again but even with them like this I promise you I really liked it but that's a song that like I'll skip because I'm not a ballad person you know I love that song (laughs) no it's a good song like I'm not even saying like it's a great song but I'm going to go to Giddy Up, you know? Yep. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go to Giddy Up, but I'm going to go to a different song. <laughs> but <laughs> I like fast. So I got to this this song and I was like, I don't know. I don't really think that this song is for me. And at this point, I was like, where's my mic drop? We're getting to the end of this. I need something fast, something I can like really work it out to or whatever. But then I was like, you know, watch as I'm saying this and saying like, I don't know about this song. I'm probably going to end up liking it a lot more. It is, it has that catchy, you know, remedy, you know, sorry about the off singing of that. It does not sound like BTS, but it has that like repetitive thing. And then like, it's kind of catchy. And then like, it's one of those songs, like after you start to listen to it, you're like, okay, okay. For instance, Rihanna's, this is not even close, but Rihanna's Rude Boy was a song I hated 
when I first heard it. I was like, <laughs> this is stupid. I hate this. And then I listened to it a few more times and I was like, oh, I got to hear that song. I'm like, put that song on. I got to hear it. I got to hear it. So I feel like this, obviously, it's not going to, like, get me up and, like, doing a twerk or anything. But (laughs) (laughs) what's a ballad twerk? I don't know what that is. But (laughs) if there's that, then I guess I would do that to this. Um, I like it a lot better over time and listening. And that's kind of my general, like, impression of the album, which I'll save till the end anyway. But, yeah, this, it's so funny that this was, like, your, like, favorite and for me I was like this is not for me (laughs) yeah my my first like sonic listen through it was it was one of my favorites and but I'm wondering also because you haven't read the webtoon and the the notes book if maybe you have read it if it would have a different meaning for you even if you don't like ballads as much and well I I Sorry, I definitely can see like the themes of it. Like I haven't been into the thing, you know, into the the timeline or anything, but I kind of know a little bit about it just from I don't know, osmosis. Um <laughs> and like just being on Twitter and stuff like that. So like as I'm reading it and as you're saying the stuff and like the three of them and everything like that, I'm like, okay, I can see how that is. Like, okay, I can kind of get it from the little things that I know, but obviously I'm sure it's a lot richer and has a lot more depth, especially if you're invested in this alternate storyline that's been going on for a very long time. Yeah, you can, you can kind of get it on the surface, but the notes are so fresh and then the webtoon just ended. Um, You know, the notes were so fresh on my mind too. So the storyline is really fresh in my mind, but I love ballads anyway. So just to get this, this mix and it's so different we don't get a mix as i was saying of like the rap and vocal lines little subunits together so i'm interested interested to see if they do this at a concert or like what they do with this song or if this is if they're going to do like um a little teaser video or a music video since it does tie into the um into the storyline actually really interested in all of the songs um what music videos we're gonna get and like what's gonna really get choreography and stuff so this won't have any choreography but I'm wondering if it'll have any kind of video now I have the image of Celine Dion like on the floor belting it out and I'm just thinking of Jungkook like on the floor of a bathroom or something like singing give me a remedy (laughs) (laughs) that's all I'm picturing Um. Big hit, I need that. I need a Celine Dion-esque music video from these three, please. I'll take it. I'll take it. And that'll definitely move it up some notches for me, for sure. <laughs> Can we get just Celine on the remix, please? <laughs> oh, my. I would die. Oh, I bet Jungkook would, too. I wonder if he likes Celine Dion. If he likes Dolly Parton, he has to like Celine Dion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So we're coming up to the last track, but probably not nearly the end of this podcast. But um, uh, just just joking. I'm having a good time. Um, it actually has really energized me. I know we started off like in a very low place. <laughs> <laughs> and now I feel great. Yeah, um, mine might be this my fourth coffee that I had. I, I need another coffee now. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, BTS. Okay, so Dionysus, which I don't think anyone saw coming. <laughs> we thought we did, but we didn't. 
I did not see the song coming. Even when we knew that there was going to be a song called Dionysus, and even when Jungkook had his little Dionysus bag, everything was pointing to it. I still was not ready for this. And how did I know the first time that I heard this that this was going to be your favorite song? <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't even say it. But, I know. But yeah, you want to talk about like, obviously you can't get a twerk to Jamais Vu, but you can get a twerk <laughs> to this. I love T-Pain Sugar. <laughs> I love Auto-Tune, T-Pain, Trap Sugar. I don't even have words like the rock, the kind of like, but it has an edge. And I guess it makes sense that this would probably be my favorite. Cause like I said, the whole album, I'm waiting for that kind of like grittier, more beat driven song. And mm-hmm. this is pretty much the one besides maybe persona um, that has that going on. And it is an anthem it is like a party anthem, but it's also like an intelligent artistic anthem. Like I feel like this is what Ravenclaws would party <laughs> to. So like throw the books in the air and let's get it crunk up in here. <laughs> now all I can see are Ravenclaws jamming out to this in the common room. Yeah, it's like who says Ravenclaw can't get turned? They'd be like, We done studying tonight. Let's do it. <laughs> because if you read the lyrics to this, it's actually, again, really deep. Oh, I know, I know. But it is, and it's really intelligent. It's like talking about, like, drinking, but drinking in art and <laughs> drinking in the arts. <laughs> it is, and it's it's also talking about um, how they shrug off artists and media criticism about, like, trivial things. So Dionysus, like, there's so much to say about Dionysus. We touched a little bit on it in the concept photo things. But this is something that I found was really interesting um, that I didn't know. Dionysus is known for entering a room and making everyone around him dance because his music and his wine freed his followers from social constraint. So that's something like that he was known for. He would go into a place (laughs) that people felt so drawn to him and so free to be around him that they felt free to be themselves. So they would dance and have fun and be relaxed around him because they didn't have to be someone that they weren't. And I just think that's so interesting because of the type of God that he was, he was the last to enter. Um, he was an Olymp- one of the Olympians, the 12 Olympians. He was the last to be accepted. He was considered an outsider. He was one of the, he was the only one who had a mortal mother. Um, everyone else, both of their parents were immortal. And so he's like always considered an outsider and different, but because of that, people were more comfortable around him, even though he was this God and he was held to this like high standard. And it's just so crazy because that's how I feel about BTS. Even though we're like, Oh my gosh, we're going to die when we see them. Like, I can't believe that they're even real. Like they feel like they're on this pedestal, but in all honesty, after the initial shock wore off, I think I would feel comfortable around them. And we've talked before, especially about Nam June, like he would be the one we would, feel most comfortable meeting first I think like meeting him on a train or in a bookshop or in a cafe and just sitting there and having these conversations with him and he would make you feel comfortable and he would want to have genuine conversations with you and they're called idols in Korea and people hold them up to these high standards and on this pedestal but BTS doesn't feel that way they feel like they're these outsiders and that 
they make people more comfortable and want to dance and sing and have fun around them and party with them um, and be themselves. And I just think that's such like a ridiculous comparison, (laughs) Um, but it makes so much sense and it blows my mind. Also, like BTS has put celebrity in a different perspective for me because like you said, like maybe you have your Beyonce, you have your Celine Dion, you have these people that like feel so much like, like you said, typical idols on a pedestal, everything like that. Right. But with BTS, I don't feel that way. Like at the same time that I feel like, yeah, if I'm in their presence, I'll probably pass out, you know, just seeing them. If they were to breathe in my direction, it would happen. But at the same time, I also feel like I kind of know them and like, they're just regular guys. And the reason that they make me think differently about celebrity is because like, I see them as like people who work extremely hard, who are very talented, but are people. Yes, there's that fame thing, but there isn't. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. It's just different. And I haven't felt that way. Like in sync, it's like, oh yeah, I thought I was gonna marry Justin Timberlake, but come on, really. Um, and they were on this pedestal, but like, I don't know how to explain it. BTS is and isn't. And I think it's funny that this discussion's coming up with Dionysus because like Again, we were talking about in terms of persona, in terms of Carl Jung and all this other stuff. It's like, this is the part that's kind of like that um, anima, that kind of real, like, I don't want to say mask, but like super mask, you know? And so it's kind of funny that this song brings it up where it's like they have these two things that are seemingly opposite, but like work together. Um, Mm -hmm. But this song's good. (laughs) You want to know what my original notes said? So every time I listened, I was saying it was like flip-flopping between listening to this and the music video throughout the day. Every time a song would come on, I would try to like see if I had a different feeling and I would make a note of it and write it down. I initially wasn't sure about this song. Like I liked it, but I really liked some of the other songs better. And then the more I listened to it, this might be my favorite song. (laughs) It's at least number two. It's in my, yeah. It's up there, but my original notes in all caps say obsessed. Hobie wrote it. So <laughs> I can see um, that. And he was the lead writer on this song. And I'm so proud of him. And he was just featured so much in this album. And it makes me so happy. After I learned that, I'm like, I can totally see him in this song. I can imagine them as a group like performing the song together and just rocking out to this song they were talking about it on their v live special comeback special that they did this morning and they usually go around and say like which which is your favorite track from whatever and they talk about each song a little bit um when they got to dionysus they're like yeah you know hobie i had seen his name on there um but it there's also other people on there he was the lead writer on this song and he worked the most on this song and it's Hobie's favorite song um, because he had so much fun. He said working on it, like he just grew to love the song. And the more I listened to it, the more I love it. Once I read the lyrics, I loved it even more. And then I think the best part is the very end. I don't know if you realize this Jin's scream, his like emo scream at the very end is my favorite part of the song. It's so BTS. <laughs> and in their V Live, Jen was recounting the story. And he said, um, I think it was P Dog that came up to him 
they had finished recording and like rehearsing and doing stuff. And he's like trying to leave. And P Dog comes up to him and he's just like, I need you to scream just however you want. And I think he had like a tape recorder and Jen just like screamed and he's like, all right, thanks. And then that, then he put it in the song <laughs> and he's like, okay, you just want me to scream. He's like, yeah, just however you want. And Jen was like react reenacting it. And it was so I could just, I could picture the whole interaction. And he's like, all right, cool. Thanks. And then like, that's the scream in the song. Um, I just think this is going to be that chaotic Jimin dance song that <laughs> is in the, like, the dance break and all that stuff and the the medley that we like for the Love Yourself tour. This is going to be Jimin's like chaotic dancing freely song and about. Yes, I think I love it so much. Not only because of the message of it, but also because. I can just see them performing it and enjoying it so much. And I'm just trying to envision it. And it's going to be like beyond anything I could imagine. I feel like it could have like a really cool stage too. There could be like some cool VCR behind them with it. And yeah, well, it's so funny that you pegged this as my favorite because when I first listened to it, I'm not sure that I, I didn't have that kind of like impression. I kind of was like, this is, I don't know how I felt about it. And it's because the song is just like a bunch of different genres squished together and something (laughs) we've never heard from BTS whatsoever. And I didn't know what they were saying. And honestly, the chorus really made me think of like uh, a superhero cartoon or like a Power Rangers intro sort of thing. Like when they're like... So I was just like this, I just saw like transformers and stuff in my mind, just like, just like toys and superheroes and stuff like that. But it's again, another thing that like grew on me, but yeah, it's fun to hear like the, the history, the story behind everything. And, um, it's, I don't know, it's good. It's fun. It's artistic. It's intelligent. Um, it's more than surface music and I really loved it. I feel like I have a lot of thoughts about this as a comprehensive work. So, you know, when you listen to the first time, it's like, okay, then you can kind of get it out of the way. You know, you have all these like expectations, even if you don't want to in your head about what's it going to sound like? What, what direction are they going in? What's it going to be? And each song that you're going to, you're listening like kind of differently it's like okay I've never heard this before it's a very interesting experience to never have heard a song before and now we're to the point where we've listened to it enough that it's like these songs are starting to be very familiar with us and everything Mm -hmm. I definitely think that this is an album that actually gets better as you listen to it more times and I think that's one of BTS's strengths I think that's just like the kind of artists that they are is that like even the initial listen is good. It's always going to be good. It's always going to be great. They are just quality artists, but they're the kind of artists that once you listen more and more, you find this deeper sense of love, enjoyment, and like also messaging within the album. Do you feel like you enjoyed it more once you listened to it more? Oh, 100%. When I first listened to it, I think, as you were saying, it's something we hadn't heard before. When we got into BTS, when I got into BTS, like the music was new to me, but it wasn't new to other people. And this time around, it's new to everyone. So everyone is is kind of going through the same experience of hearing this for the first time. I 
immediately loved it as a whole as I, I literally have been listening to it all day. Like that, that's not an exaggeration. I've had my phone, um, on my Spotify on repeat all day. So it's, I was thinking earlier today, I'm like, I was thinking about idol and how it was like their last single that was released. And I feel like that was always part of their discography discography. And I kind of feel the way about this album now, like that this album hasn't just come out. I feel like it's already been a part of their collective works and it came out 20 hours ago, 18 hours ago. Yeah. I don't know what time it is. Um, it already feels like it's part of them and part of me and part of army. I don't know how that's possible that I can just the love for these songs and for them can keep growing literally like every second of the day, but it has every time I'm not kidding. Every time I listened to a song, something else stuck out to me and I would write it down and I would like the song more because I had that thought. I feel like that's going to keep happening the more that I listen to it, that I'm going to get different feelings every time I listen to it. And then I'm going to, it's going to bring up memories and bring up things that I didn't know were there, but that's good because these things need to be visited sometimes. And it could be something that I'm suppressing and that I didn't know I was suppressing that I needed to think about or to bring to the front to have music be able to do that is something that's incredible. And then I'm glad I'm able to experience. And I loved it initially and I love it a thousand times more right now than I did 18 hours ago. For me, I am a person who's can be pretty critical, especially upon a first listen. It's, different when you're just jumping into the rabbit hole and you're like oh what's this what's this okay because I don't know it's just different you know it already exists it's not like this anticipation it's it's just really different than going through this being the first time that we're listening and like what is this work what is this there's nothing to help you like navigate it you have to just navigate it yourself and for me I think I'm a natural critic so I had this like critical point of view when I initially listened to it and again it wasn't what I was expecting even though I try not to have expectations and I think sometimes when I look at things the critical eye I think about like how is this going to be perceived just in general I don't want to bring too many other artists into this but one thing I do want to bring up is like um in case you didn't know, there's a group called Blackpink, which is another really popular K-pop group. And they're really starting to break through in the United States right now. And they have a really big song right now that's called Kill This Love. And when I first initially listened to it, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I liked it, but I was just like, whatever. It's kind of like Rude Boy, right? And then um, I started to like love it and it got catchier and catchier as I listened to it. And I was like, you know, this is a big, like mainstream hit. And just like they have this another song called do, 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 Um, <laughs> it's a big mainstream hit. And I started thinking about that in comparison to like BTS. And I'm like, I just don't feel like BTS has had that big, like mainstream crossover hit in the United States. They have a really solid catalog all the way through and they're really good songs but you have to kind of explore and like know where to go and get in depth with it and it's not like mainstream trendy so when I was listening to this album I was kind of listening with that as one of my ears is like will this crossover the way that I felt like things were 
preparing for them for this era was like, oh, is this going to be their time that like they really shoot up the charts in America where they win the Grammys and they get on the charts and they conquer everything, right? And then as I started to listen, I was like, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen. I was like, I just feel like there's not really any song on this album that really like stands out in that like hit way in that like, oh, this is a viral hit that's catchy that, you know, just has that hook that you listen to all the time. And so when I finished listening to it after my first like critical, you know, listening, I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like I, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I liked it, but I was like, I don't know how this is going to do. And that's why it's okay to to not care about that stuff as long as we like it as army and you know enjoy it it doesn't really matter but then when I talked to Molly about it initially we were just sharing like very brief thoughts about it and she's like yeah this album is for army and everything and she's like you really need to read the lyrics that's when it like hit me that like okay I need to look at this through a different lens and not this like mainstream lens but really just this one of like for army and then I realized that everything that they're doing now is not necessarily for you know mainstream popularity or anything or to win a Grammy it's a thank you to us and so that just like kind of changes how you listen here and receive it when I think about how they're doing their promo in America a lot of the promo at first I thought it was because this is their time they're ready to like become you know superstars here right but now I realize that like coming to America as opposed to like South Korea, like America is a really international stage, right? They do have a lot of armies like in South Korea, but they have a lot of armies around the world. And already like the United States tends to be like this like hub for exporting popular culture and media. So I feel like instead of it being about like we need to make it in America or anything, it's about them reaching out to their international armies in a way that maybe is a little bit more accessible, you know, and saying, Hey, we see you on this one. So yeah, like, I don't know what the mainstream success is going to be besides like armies buying the album. And as well as like breaking these like YouTube things, I don't think that this is necessarily going to be the end all be all album that crosses people over to BTS that, never heard of them and when I first listened to it I was like I don't know that if I just listened to this not knowing anything about them if I'd be like oh super curious to know more or anything but I realized this is not necessarily for like new people this is for people who are already like a part of the fandom mostly. RM kind of attested to that in the radio interview this morning and he didn't say like we did this to be popular, we did this like collaboration. You know, we talked a little bit about Halsey earlier. She loves BTS. She is she respects them. She respects their music and their writing and their values. And she's not doing it to get recognition. They're not doing it to get recognition. They're doing it because they genuinely love it. They're doing it for us. I can't imagine not knowing BTS. So I can't really say what I would think like if this was the first album and first music that I'd heard from them versus like the love yourself stuff. Um, Cause I, I still really enjoy it all. So I don't, I don't really know how I'd react if this was the first stuff that I heard, but I don't think either that it's going to be like mainstream in the U S but it's, I don't think it's supposed to, 
as we've said, and as BTS has said, this album was for ARMY for giving back to their fans. And I think it did its job. And, you know, I'm hoping breaking these records, SNL, the love we're showing them and like getting to speak that message um, on that same radio show, there was a, a an army that got to call in and the DJ was talking about their message and that we're learning to love ourselves. And the girl started talking. She's like, BTS has helped me so much. And like, I struggled with certain things. And because of them, like, I love myself more. I respect myself. And this guy, this radio station is is broadcast all over the United States and has a huge following. There's like 10 million listeners daily, I think. Um, so there's people that listen to this guy every day that are hearing BTS's message. And even though this album isn't for that, it might spark a little something in them, maybe not with the music, but with the promotion and hearing BTS's message and hearing from us how they have changed our lives and what they mean to us and what their music means. And then that will get them interested in listening to BTS, even if it's not a specific song from this album. They might be like, hmm, why do they love this so much? Let me check out another song or let me check out this music video. Well, I, well, I think it's going to be like, as they have always been, or at least how I can see it, as a pattern I think that fans for BTS kind of like trickle in by trickle obviously it's a huge trickle I mean they have a really big fan base so I don't mean like very slowly but I mean I think people just kind of find their own way to them and I think that continues with this album and I think before I listened I was like is this going to be that album you know a lot of artists have like an album that that's that album that people just like that really it's like a light switch is turned on or whatever. And with the way that everything's building, especially here in the United States with people now mainstream people knowing more about K-pop, hearing the words BTS kind of starting to associate it. I was wondering how, you know, what is this album going to be? I think that if you don't, it's like, it's not a mainstream thing. It's like, if you get it, you get it and it'll be intriguing enough and you'll find your place and love it. But if you don't, you might be like, I don't understand why they're so hyped up and I don't get it. Or it's not like for me, or I didn't hear enough that makes me into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I think I'm just thinking in those terms again with black pink. Cause I think black pink is more of like hear one song and be like, Ooh, okay. I'm into this just because it's very catchy and mainstream. Um, one other um, example that I wanted to actually talk about that this reminds me of is um, okay. Bear with me, everybody. But um, it reminds me of Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift had 1989 And that was like her big breakout album that people are like, she's not country anymore. Like everybody knows who she is. She got super famous. Then after that, she had an album called Reputation, which is more like about like kind of like falling a little bit from grace and like it's her most authentic album. But I don't know it's that it's mainstream everybody's favorite album, right? A lot of people are like, oh, you kind of missed 1989, Taylor. But her true fans enjoy that the reason i bring this up is because i think there's a lot of parallels with bts in terms of like you know this may be one of their most authentic you know albums and most like personal albums to date but again on a mainstream level people may not get it or appreciate it um but what's important is that like what it means to them and how it like kind of sets them free and how it speaks to uh the love 
for themselves and for the fans and like, you know, kind of getting off of that, like love yourself thing, which I really feel like maybe in hindsight is their like big breakout album, you know, that has more like mainstream sort of music tracks and really attracted so many people to the fandom. This album's more of like that personal, like deep dive and vulnerability Mm -hmm. for people who really understand and a level of like, Hey, you know what? We can be more vulnerable with this music and not have to follow like the patterns, patterns or trends because we know that there are people who are going to accept us and understand where we are artistically and um, love that. So again, like I said, once I listened to it, uh, two things, one with the lyrics and then secondly, more in the background, I actually really enjoy this album. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but it is a really good background album because it's a little bit more of like a chill, more chill vibe. And it's just really easy listening. Um, Dionysus maybe is not as easy, but (laughs) um, it's very easy listening. And I think that once you can just listen and take it for what it is and like for me to turn off my brain and just to like take it in, I was able to just like kind of breathe and just really like appreciate it for what it is rather than like, does this live up to what I thought it could be? Is this, what is this going to mean to other people? I could see what it means to me. And then having that I found a lot of peace and enjoyment and it isn't speak yourself but I don't need for it to be now it is indicative of a new era and a new time and um it'll be special to us in a different way um and that's completely fine now that you say it I agree about like the whole background thing because I did have it on at work and there was a few times like I had to turn it down I would find myself obviously like singing along to the songs but I didn't have to like get deep into them but if I want to, if I want to sit there and like cry my eyes out and listen <laughs> to each song I can, but I can also just have it playing in the background. And then whenever like that catchy part comes on, I can sing along with it or I can just have it playing. Yeah. Like you said, except for maybe Dionysus, um, that might be my new workout or cleaning song. So like, pumping <laughs> it up to do stuff. but the rest of the album is it's very easy on the ears and it has great music and the production value of it is amazing. And the writing was great. And um, I, I'm very pleased with it as a whole. And I'm really, really happy that this was our first comeback and this is what we get to experience. You know, we wanted to be part of the love yourself era because that's when, you know, I was introduced and I think Erica too. um, But I was, you know, introduced at the very tail end of it. I don't know. I feel like this is really special too because of the message of this album. And even though we haven't been army very long, I feel like I have, and I feel like part of the family and I've made so many friends and that feel like family and from all over the world. And that's, that's the cool thing too about BTS is that we're able to have this one thing in common and find these people and have more things in common with them and click with them and be able to make these hopefully lifelong friendships, but that also turn into family. And it's just been such a wonderful experience thus far. And it hasn't even been what, like six months. And I just, I'm so excited to see like where it goes and where BTS goes and how they grow even more, you know, with the parallels of boy in love to boy with love and just how they've grown and how they perceive themselves now versus back then when they were all still really young and this like schoolboy love <laughs> to now saying there's nothing stronger than a boy with love. And, and it's and today, true. 
It is. And in today's society and this whole like thing about toxic masculinity that's been going around. And for for these guys to say that there's nothing stronger than a boy with love, someone who loves so deeply and unconditionally and can appreciate this, the little things in life. But you can't be that person until you love yourself. Like so yep. many people try to get into relationships, but without loving themselves. And it's like, you can't have that sense of peace or happiness or satisfaction or fulfillment until you can find that within yourself. And so mm-hmm. that is the path. And so many people try to like shortcut that one and be something else that people want them to be. And what's so great, sorry if I'm cutting you off, um, is that this is a journey. Like, musically, like, I think sometimes you can, like, get into comparison. And I think especially the greater outside media, who's not a part of fan bases, compares things. Like, and I'm not just talking for BTS. Again, using the example of Taylor Swift, it's like, well, this album isn't as good as, like, her other albums are. I don't know how I feel, right? But it's all a journey. So it's just all reflective of where people are at this certain time in their lives. And I'm just happy to go on the journey. And I do enjoy it, too. Don't get me wrong. But um, I'm happy to go on this journey with them and to see where they really are. And if you listen to this album, they're taking risks. You know, they could do other things and do what's the most trendy and popular and just make an edgy beat and, like, make us dance and, you know, because you know they can't. But they are trying new things. And like, so everything that we heard in this album is something complete, like pretty much completely new that we haven't heard. And it takes a lot of guts and a lot of bravery to even do that when you have a formula or you could use a formula to be completely successful and give us more of the same. And we'd probably be just as fine with that too. But I appreciate that they're, stretching themselves yeah and I know this is our first comeback but they um have always done the v live comeback specials and I've watched all of them and I honestly felt like leading up to this one they seemed more nervous about this album and I think it is because they took risks and we were so like what is it going to be like we have no idea it could be completely different and because like the love yourself era was so long and all those albums kind of tied in together and from like the most beautiful moments in life through up until now has all kind of been a storyline and tied in together. So it's all had kind of a similar vibe. And then this album comes and to see them, they were hyping it up. They were so excited for it, but I could tell they were kind of nervous too about it. Anytime they would talk about it in interviews or like V live or anything because I, I don't think they knew how people would react to it because it is so different from the norm, but it it's refreshing and it's, it's something that we're going to be able to enjoy for a really long time, I think. And I love that we have enjoyed it more over time and it's only been a short time. And I just can't imagine like how much more I'm going to love this album down the road. And then the next, like, even few weeks and then hopefully after we see some of these performances live we're going to love them even more which i can't even imagine and then for like years and years to come how it's going to grow and how they're going to grow and i'm just grateful and thankful for this journey and this album and for this to be 
the album that was my first comeback, our first comeback, and I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, that is so meaningful. And one other thing is that um, because there's so many different genres, I'm so glad. I think that any person can find at least a song that they enjoy on this. And I think that's part of what will do the trickle plan, the trickle BTS plan into it is that there's at least something on here that someone can identify with, relate to, or enjoy because it crosses and spans so many different genres. It's so diverse, just like each of the guys are. And um, so I, I enjoy it. And I, I, I definitely agree. I'm glad that this could be, um, we can be a part of this part of the journey. Now, I think that we're coming to the end, but I do think that just for funsies, we should rank or at least say what we think our top songs are after listening to the album a few times, which this could totally change. Well, I don't know if I, I can rank, but I can probably I'm talk. Not, oh yeah. I, I can't rank either, but I'll just right now, as of this moment, <sighs> Jema Vu, Dionysus, and Make It Right are my top. So, very good. Um, in no particular order. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing an order either because I can't. I think Persona is definitely in my top, if not the top for me. Oh, and then <laughs> I think Make It Right's up there. I feel like Boy With Love is in there, too. But I feel like I need to put Dionysus in there. <laughs> now I'm, like, half fell. Um, yeah. I forgot, yeah, Boy With Love, too. Like, so, <laughs> basically, what's not making my absolute all-time top favorite list is Microcosmos, even though I do like it so much more. And I think it's a great song. Home, I really like, too. But it's not on the absolute top, top list. And for me, Jamais Vu is not on my absolute top list but maybe if they do a remix with Celine Dion <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but it's it is really good and it's really different and I just I appreciate them so much so Molly we did it <laughs> we did it our first comeback but we still have even more it's ridiculous we have Saturday Night Live oh god and like exactly 24 hours from now um and then once they get back to korea they have all of their like comeback shows the um, music bank and m countdown and all of that stuff so it really is like the end of the year again there's <laughs> gonna be so many more shows and performances and i'm really excited to see those because like we were saying i want to see this boy with love choreography just like straight up yeah and they usually do more than one song or sometimes they do. So I'm, I'm interested to see what other song, if they perform two songs on SNL, what other song they're going to do. What do you, th what do you like, think you're going to do? Like I, oh gosh. Dionysus. Maybe. I know. No, I think they might do make it right. I feel like that's the most home. like. Make it right or home. Yeah. Ooh, that'll be interesting to see what they actually do. Because Persona's just RM, so they're not going to just do right. RM. No. And that's uh, like that's considered like the intro song. So, yeah. And they're not going to do just the, the subunit song. They, they'll do a group song. So it's not Persona or Je Vu. So I don't know if they're going to pull out Dionysus yet. I think they're going to wait to pull that out <laughs> at like concert time. Um, 
So I'm thinking maybe home or make it right. Yeah, me too. So that'll be interesting to see. Or so, even microcosmos. I mean, I guess I could see on SNL doing like a slower song. I feel like SNL is a, like a good small stage to do like a slower song. So I could see that happening. My vote personally is hopefully they do make it right. Honestly, I'm happy with anything as long as they're doing two because I want to see more than one song. I guess in our next episode, we're probably going to be talking about SNL and, you know, we'll recap all the fans that stayed camping out a week and how the show goes and everything like that. Thank you so much if you've listened this whole time or even if you listen just a little bit to um, our thoughts on the album and you know we're interested in knowing what your thoughts are as well so you know you can always talk to us on social media which is going to be linked um, at our website btspod.com we're both on twitter molly's a lot on instagram Um, you can email us whatever it is and we'd love to hear what your impressions and thoughts were of the album Yes, that's that's one of my favorite parts of it, too, is getting to talk to everyone and the people I've talked to already so far and hearing the feedback. And um, a lot of our listeners are new army, too. And so this is their first comeback. And it's been fun to see and hear that everyone's enjoyed the album so far. And I haven't heard any negative comments um, from, you know, from army anyway. And, and I'm going to stay away from that just it it makes me happy that everyone's enjoyed it so much and that just makes it happier for me too and I can enjoy it because I know my friends and my fellow family are enjoying it too well congratulations to everyone on our first comeback and we made it one other thing I wanted to say this is just like a little thing so this album is the first physical album that I've gotten of BTS. Like I did get one of the love yourself ones, but I didn't end up opening it. I just kind of got it for memory's sake. And so this is the first one I got to open. So I got to open it and get my little photo book and my little, you know, photo cards and everything like that. And it was such like a special experience, which I shared with Molly um, through Marco Polo. And um, as you all probably know, there are four different versions of the album. And I was really hoping to get version two, but it's really random the way that I ordered it from Amazon. And the one I got in the mail was version two. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's Microcosmos that wanted me... (laughs) to have that album that particular version (laughs) well i couldn't wait for mine that i already ordered from big hit (laughs) um so i went to target and bought all four versions (laughs) (laughs) as soon as uh yeah as soon as i was streaming it on spotify i'm like i want all of them and i i think i already knew i wanted them all but I live in a smaller town and they weren't even out on the shelves yet. I had to ask someone to go in the back and get them. And (laughs) I was able to get all four of them. They didn't even have stickers on them yet. Um, And I also saw something somebody had tweeted. um, There was a sign at a target. I don't know where it was that they were only limiting one per customer um, in a store. And this girl in my store, praise be to you, unknown target employee, um, she went right back, grabbed all four diff- different versions for me. She's like, here you go. I was like, oh, thank you so much. And I was so grateful that she did that for me. Yeah, I, I unboxed all of mine and I got quite a few. But in one of my versions, in version three, 
I got Hobie on both of my photo cards. There's like a bigger postcard that they have like a little message and their signature on the back. And then there's the regular sized um, normal photo cards that they put in the albums. And then there's some other little goodies, a poster and things. Um, but I got Hobie in for both cards in that one version. But the if, if you're not into all of that, the photo card trade stuff is is really interesting. It's like a lucrative business that goes on the side. <laughs> um, some of these photo cards go for a lot of money if, if it's one that you didn't get and you really want it and you start collecting those. Um, but they're they're really great little mementos to have. And I'm so appreciative that Big Hit does that. And the photo books are amazing. I still haven't gone completely through all of mine. I would I want to do that later tonight and look through all of them. And um, I'm really grateful to Big Hit for doing all of that and putting all of the stuff in the albums that they do. And it makes it it makes it really worth it um, to have the physical copies. And, you know, I'd like to start a collection and, and collect all the BTS albums. So this is my first full collection of them so far. And I'm very happy that it's this album. Well, that, we survived it. That was this episode. (laughs) We made it. So, why say no when you can say Dionysus? No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh, I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's going to say why say no when you can say B-T? Yes. Yay! 